Dude, Jamie's outside. What are you doing up here? I'm getting my butt kicked by Dinkelman. That's what I'm doing up here. You see him play that guitar? It's like he has 15 fingers. Everybody loves him. I can't compete with this guy. You can't compete with this? Are you kidding me? You're Chris Brander. You're Hollywood. You date models. He's Jersey. He skis in his jeans. It's Dinkelman. It's Dusty Dinkelman. So I've been skiing exactly one time in my life, uh, snowboarding actually, and it was in fact in my jeans. You did? Yeah. I mean, I know it's the joke, but like, I don't know. I was 17 at the time, 16. I didn't know any different. I mean, so, like, I, didn't have, I didn't have ski pants. The proximity to Jersey yeah. from where you were probably skiing isn't very far, so I guess it yeah. would be acceptable. It's a stone's throw away. I can literally throw a stone and, and I, it would make it to Jersey. So, Jersey. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm practically Jersey. You, you can call me Jersey. So how wet were your jeans by the end of end, end of the, the snowboarding run? Were they soaked? Like, was it roadhouse levels wet? I, think, I mean, I didn't think they were wet at all, but I, maybe I just didn't notice because my wrist was broken. So... I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I just the wetness didn't register. I don't know. They were probably I that you broke your wrist, <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh. I really don't yeah. mean to laugh. But I didn't know it was broken either until I got home. So I forgot. I <laughs> well, welcome back. This is episode ninety-five of the Last Rope Podcast. My name is Drew. If you're joining us, join on the other side of the of the call here by my co-host Badway. If you're new to the show, you're looking for our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Last Row Pod. Check out our Facebook page at The Last Row Pod, facebook.com slash The Last Row Pod. Head out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Apparently, you can leave a five-star review on Spotify now. So if you see that five-star review and you're enjoying the show, please leave one. And same with Podchaser. People, don't be lazy. Give us five stars, please. <laughs> People. We could use a couple more. We need this, people. We, need we, this. we did the split, like, what, three years ago at this point? I don't even know what our next milestone should be. So maybe if, if we put another one out there, we can get more reviews. If we get five more five-star reviews, then Drew will strip naked and run across the street. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Deal. The people are going to be like, not really review. They don't want to see that. On, on Instagram. <laughs> Anyway, just friends, just friends, Drew, just like us, just friends. 2005. That's all I November, am November. Yeah, that's right. We're friends. We're not best friends. November <laughs> not 23rd. Best friend. <laughs> You're not my best friend. November 23rd, Thanksgiving movie, Drew. Thanksgiving. I was in the theater on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, not on Thanksgiving, yeah. but I was. I saw this in the theater on in November of 2005. Yeah. This was a rental for me. Genre, comedy slash romance, directed by Roger Cumble. Not Richard Kimball, Drew. Roger Cumble. <laughs> Detective Roger Cumble. Do you know what else Richard Cumble, Roger Cumble is good for, Drew? No. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> 6.2 out of 10 IMDb. That's eh, far. That's too low. Rotten it's made of 42%. Way too low. Come on. That's eh, a bit too low. Metacritic, 47%. Eh, too low. Definitely, definitely a little too low. Letterbox, 2.7 out of 5. Too low. And I liked too it. Too low. Did you like it? I loved it. Best Did you love it? It was the best movie ever made. Uh, too low. And I liked low. it. High school student Chris Brander loves his best friend, Jamie Palomino. Has there ever been a, a more a name that's more that you more long for, Drew? No. Jamie you know, Palomino. Jamie Palomino, you just, just you sing it. You sing it when name. you say it. It's good, that's good character yeah. design. 
Yeah, he finally confesses his feelings, but he tells, but she tells him that she just wants to be friends, and he leaves town in shame. Loser Ten years later, <laughs> loser leaves town match, and he left. <laughs> Chris is successful record executive and involved with self-absorbed pop star Samantha James. He still <laughs> pines for Jamie, though, and when his plans to go to Paris for the holidays fall through. He returns to his hometown to try to win her heart. Rated R. Listen, uh, <laughs> I copied and pasted that from Google, but that is not the movie. That isn't the no, movie. It's kind of not really it at all. That's okay. You get the gist of it. Doesn't that make it sound like a Hallmark movie? Like he goes, <laughs> yes, it his does. plans for Paris fall through. Like he didn't want to go to Paris. He didn't his want boss to go was to, sending him there. Yep. And yep. He didn't want to go to Jersey. He wasn't there to win her heart. Yeah, he wasn't even he, thinking about seeing her. This is a different movie. What the hell movie is this? Uh, this is a Hallmark movie, Jamie in my opinion. Jamie Palomino. You know, the, the, the brain gets cloudy when you're thinking of Jamie yeah. Palomino. <laughs> Jamie Pal. Oh, yeah. my God. Anyway, taglines. Tag These up. are some of the best taglines that the Last Row podcast has ever foreseen. Have, has you. ever seen. Says you. We'll see about so, that. We'll, <laughs> judge away. Ready? Some friends are just friends. Others, you get to see naked. That's yeah, a good one. Come on. That's, that's a good a, one. Yeah, that's good. Give it the credit, man. Give it some credit. That's okay. Moments like this have been ruining friendships for centuries. It's not bad. Yeah, not bad. What are you going to put that on a poster? That's not going to read. <laughs> Two words a guy never wants to hear. That's a good tagline. Because that is pretty you good. put that on the top and on the bottom, just friends. Yeah, that, that's, that's probably great. the best one. That's, that's how you tag a line right there. That's how you do it. He. This is the worst one. He loves her. She loves him not. Next. Next. <laughs> Financials. I couldn't even find a budget for this because I guess when you film in Jersey, like it, it's just an unlimited budget. I don't even know. They pay you to do, they pay to you do their to film movie. in Jersey, yeah. the Garden State. Yeah. The Garden State. And Did they know, even film in Jersey? No, they didn't. No, it was Saskatchewan. But still. <laughs> it was Los Angeles and then in Canada. So there was. Jer- yeah, but Jersey pays you for like the plug. Yeah, they, like, they had to pay oh, the name. Tell us, tell tell everyone that this movie's in Jersey, and then we'll pay you because yeah, we, they, they we got need money. Just, they got to prop it. up the, the the reputation of Jersey yeah, here. Yeah, cumulative worldwide gross fifty point nine million. I can't even tell you whether this was a bomb or not because I don't know what it cost. But I like to say that it did okay. That seems pretty assume. good for a rom com, right? Yeah, for a rom com, not, not bad. It's not bad. And so there's a couple a couple prestigious awards that this was nominated for, as we like to talk about on this show. It was nominated for an MTV Movie Award for Best Kiss in 2006. Ooh, and it went against Hustle and Flow. It went against Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Angelina Jolie, and Brad Pitt. It went against Sin City, Rosario Dawson, and Clive Owen. And it also went against Ooh. Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger to Brokeback Mountain. And it lost. So Ooh, Brokeback sexy. Mountain was the winner. I, the, of all those, I feel like the kiss that I remember the most is the Sin City one. Yeah, that, that I, one I remember. Was... I remember the the talk over of Clive Owen where he goes, "It burns, baby, like a fire. It burns," <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, you kiss her." <laughs> that, that was that is a very memorable kiss. Like that was the a memorable these, kiss. I, I wouldn't even call this one memorable. Like she licked his his mouth. Yeah, like, it was like a it was a what do you call it? Like it a was, hostage. It was like a yeah. hostage situation kiss. It was a. Get information out of you, Kiss. What, what's the Chili Peppers lyric? I'm not, or it's a song, Suck My Kiss. Suck My Kiss. That's what that was. That was Sucking My Kiss. That's yeah. what the, I'm not a Chili Peppers like connoisseur, but that's that's what that was. So, and then, and, okay, so it also had a Teen Choice Award in 2006. Ooh. It was nominated for the category Choice Lip Lock, 
Same thing, Anna Ferris and Chris Marquette. Interesting. And it was up against She's the Man, Amanda Bynes, and Channing Tatum, X-Men The Last Stand, the uh Fam I can never say her name, Fam K Jansen. Janssen. Famke Janssen. Famke Janssen. Janssen. All right. And Hugh Jackman. So Jean Grey and, and Wolverine for X-Men The Last Stand. Wedding Crashers, Rachel McAdams and Owen Wilson. The Last Holiday, Queen Latifah and LL Cool J. That That's a kiss that I would have never expected would be huh. in a movie. But you know what? They they Apparently that, that happened in Last Holiday. I never saw the movie. Yeah. And it lost to an interdimensional time warp <laughs> kiss of Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves in the lake house. So it couldn't even beat that. Uh, it's weird how that Just Friends was in the best kiss category for both channels or whatever. But that's the only movie that's consistent. Like everything yeah. else was, that's weird. Well, and it's not even like, a again, it wasn't even a real kiss and it wasn't, Yeah, it was Chris Marquette and Anna Faris, they're like was side even, characters. Was it even that memorable? Like that's strange no. to me. I don't know. It's just, that's like weird... shouldn't the one between Chris Brander and, and Jamie Palomino be on it? I don't o- get o- it. Only on the last row do you get the strangest tidbit of you movies. Get this breakdown, man. And then the last yeah. one that, that we'll give people is it was also nominated for a 2016 Choice Award of Choice Hissy Fit, Anna oh. Faris, and it also lost. It lost to Kira Knightley from Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. I don't even remember. The other the other I ones remember. in the category are classic here. So Click, Adam Sandler, Lindsay okay. Lohan, Just My Luck, Isla Fisher, Wedding Crashers. But the best one on this list that really clearly should have won yeah. was King Kong. King Kong oh, in King Kong. Yeah. How do you how do you beat a hissy fit from a from a large ape? But is See, that a hissy fit or is that just I, him like living I, his I life? I was about I was about to bash the category for being sexist or something back in two thousand six. But then Adam Sandler's in it, and then King Kong's in it, so it's yeah. all right. I thought it was going to be like a woman-only thing, and then yeah. I was about to bash it for being sexist, but it, it redeemed itself. It's cool. But is cool. King Kong throwing a hissy fit, or is he just trying to like live his life, man? Yeah, when you, King Kong throws a hissy fit, everybody knows it. So it's like it's <laughs> the world knows it. It's, it's King Kong. There, there was there was a, a little bit of trivia. We already mentioned it. I don't even go into it. It's nothing really. I mean, I don't know. Skip it was filmed it. in Saskatchewan. That's it. That's that's the hottest piece of trivia that you'll know. But. Look, this is this is Christmas. It's Christmas. It's the holidays for people that don't celebrate Christmas. We want to welcome the last row listeners to the holiday season. We've done a bunch of holiday episodes here so far. I'll link to all the old episodes that we've done in the in the past. We did Christmas at Travagienza where we talked about Love Actually. We've done Home Alone 2. We've done, uh, what was it, Jack Frost was one of our other episodes. Oh, yeah. And we've done Jingle All the Way. We'll link to all of them in the episode show notes. Check them out if you get a chance. We, we were trying to figure out what kind of Christmas movie we could do here. We settled on Just Friends, which is a classic in the viewing household of, of, of me and you, I think, here. But is this really movie really a Christmas movie? We've had this debate on the show in the past about others like Die Hard in one of our previous episodes. But would you consider this a Christmas movie? What, what's your take on this? Because I consider it one, maybe. You know, it's funny. Like, you know, obviously we're doing it as a Christmas episode. And when we decided to do this episode, I'm like, yeah, sure. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, sure. But when I went to went to watch it just now, it really hit me for the first time that Christmas is so like just just in the background that it almost isn't a Christmas movie. Now, yeah. I don't know what, what your initial thought was, but yeah, like I'm OK with calling it a Christmas movie and we're totally doing this. But like, really, it, this could have been in the summer. It could have been in you know in the fall. It doesn't matter where it is. I guess there's the whole home for the holidays thing, which is kind of plays a part into this. But I mean, really, the characters. It didn't matter one way or the other. No, 
It didn't. I mean, they got together for it, but they could have easily done 4th of July and said, oh, we're going to have a 4th of July bash. Yeah. Like, it was maybe a Christmas feeling movie because of the Home for the Holidays piece, but I don't know. I do think it enhanced the overall story, though, because it made it a little bit more... Like, 4th of July wouldn't have had an impact on this. It's like, yeah. oh, why is he home? But he could have been yeah. flying to Paris any time of the year. It didn't really matter. Yeah, I, I think just like with, like, kind of with Die Hard, I think, like, it enhances the stakes. Like, it like the feelings are higher, you know, this time of year on Christmas. So I feel like that can enhance any kind of love story. And especially when it's a story of a guy who hasn't been home in a while returns home. Might as well make it Christmas. It makes it mean a little bit more. I guess it would be one thing, though, if he went home for Christmas on purpose, but he, his plane landed because somebody microwaved tinfoil. So yeah. it's 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 kind of weird. But you mentioned the whole being home for the holidays thing. That's a, a feeling that I want to ask you about. What what's your what's your take on the on the home for holidays things? I know Thanksgiving's like a big holiday that people get back together. We just passed Thanksgiving. People get together at the bar, right? I forgot what yeah. the name of the bar was in this place, but you know, there's the maple, a whole certain the, the maple high tavern or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. There, there's there's sort of a whole high school reunion aspect of being home for the holidays. I mean, you don't really go home like when you're in college, you don't see your college people unless you went to college in your hometown. Yeah. What's your what's your perspective on the whole being home for the holidays like nostalgic feeling? Maybe it's just my personality, but you know, I couldn't care less about it, honestly. <laughs> I feel I, I feel like there's a there's a joke to be said where a lot of people dread it. It's a, it's all antisocial behavior, and I think a, I think there's a majority of this that are somewhat antisocial about not wanting to like pop in the bar and say, "Oh, hey, there's Ed, and oh, there's Steve. Hey, what's yeah. going on? I haven't seen you in five years. What's going on?" Like that kind of thing. I think there's a lot of antisocialism that goes on there, and I'm I'm certainly suffer from it big time. To where like I just don't want to even have that conversation. I don't I don't even want to fake it. Yeah, I mean my 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 perspective is like we've known each other since high school like the people yeah. that i want to see it's not a reunion because i just see them because i want yeah, to talk to them because yeah you'll carve out time to either see them throughout yeah, the years we're still friends yeah even if it's once a year or even a couple times a year or you'll make it a case to like catch up with each other through text and not just like oh hey it's been five years what's going on oh you're married now that kind of thing it's like who wants to have that conversation? Who I mean, cares about? what do you think? Has Christmas changed for you over the years? So when you're a kid, obviously Christmas is, is a very cool holiday because you're getting presents and there's other aspects to it, seeing your family. Like the older I get, it, it does change for me a little bit. And has it changed for you? Like, do you look forward to Christmas the way that you used to? Maybe even when we did those original episodes, like, has that changed for you at all? I don't know if it's changed so much for me in the last six years or not, but yeah, there's certainly a, a pre- adult and post-adult Christmas feeling. But then you got the kids and then you got yeah. the nieces and nephews and all that, you know. And, uh, you know, it, it, it you know, the, the receiving turns into the giving and all that. And, and it's equally nice. But sure, like, uh, sure, it loses some magic. Absolutely. I think having I think, the kids in the life makes a big difference too because you go yeah. from that lull where it's like, I, if I need something, I'll just buy it for myself. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, and and then now with the kids, like you said, going from the receiving to the giving, that definitely adds an aspect of it to me. I mean, having the kids in, in our life, like it makes a big difference to me, I think. Yeah, and I, there's something to be said for like being at a house that's all dressed up for Christmas and you got a Christmas party. Like, yeah, that does, that's a nice feeling to be like, at someone's house or someone's at your house for Christmas and, you know, it's two o'clock and you're sitting there and the ambiance is playing and the kids have ripped open their gifts and they're having a good time. Like, that's 
like you sit there and you look around. It's like this is nice. It, it gives like, me a reason to have the TV on with the 4K fireplace going. Yeah. That's, that's my yeah. That's my pre-Christmas yeah. stuff. Like you can appreciate it. I feel like there's an excitement when you're yeah. a kid, but then there's an appreciation when you're an adult. You know. Yeah. Well, the you know we talked about the war on Thanksgiving. It doesn't exist anymore because yeah. you know you just like immediately after Halloween, there's Christmas decorations up. I used to get bothered by it, but actually, I don't really mind anymore because I'm just like, why not let let people enjoy it? Like I enjoy it, whatever. You know. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about the people in this movie, Chris Brander and Jamie Palomino. You mentioned them in the synopsis. Jamie Palomino. Let's go back to the '90s, bad way. I'm talking all for one. I'm talking, oh. you know, singing. R&B songs, all Mortal for Kombat one. theme. Exactly. How, how did they become friends? Like, so they're clearly best friends, right? He's a platonic friend. How did how did these two become friends? Was this like a lifelong friendship? I don't know, man. It just seems like, you know, either the phrase two peas in a pod, that kind of thing. They seem to be two peas in a pod. They were clearly, they were not next door neighbors, but she was girl next door. You know, he was, they seemed to have the same goofy, uh, you know, sense of humor. And it's one of those things where you probably, probably were friends in elementary school and, you know, you get that platonic boy, girl friendship. Uh, and then it just grows into a friendship that not really a relationship unless one or the other makes a move. What do you think? I mean, what do you think she was like in high school? So they, they portray her as he's, a, he's obsessed with her. Right. And she's, yeah. you know, an attractive, nice girl. It seems like, yep. is she popular? Like, they didn't really say, but they kind of did. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, so he's an overweight, goofy kid, and she is portrayed as, and they didn't really go through this uh, explicitly, but, like, I feel like she's, like, one of the popular girls in school, but she's not, you know, like a stereotypical mean girl type popular girl. She's just friends with everyone, super good looking, maybe prettiest girl in school kind of thing, dates all the football players, that kind of thing. She's a cheerleader. He's a cheerleader. Yeah, she's just she's dating random dudes from the football team, it seems, and he just never expressed his feelings. And then so he's just, you know, stuck being the platonic friend who never laid it on the line, never took a chance, and they just grew and grew into a friendship that never went anywhere beyond that. So you mentioned maybe he never told her, but how many times do you think he's tried to tell her? Has he, has he ever, like, is this is this the culmination of multiple times, or is this the only time? Uh, to me, it's zero. I think it's zero. I feel like he had no uh, backbone to do it until he finally, like, I'm sure he's wanted to do it, but I'm sure he never f- attempted it until this scene at the party. What, what was his plan? His plan was to uh, write this very heartfelt message in her yearbook saying, oh, I signed your yearbook. Here, take a look. And he went to her house thinking it was going to be just him, her, and their two other friends. When he shows up at the house, it's like a banging, you know. It's a rager. It's a banging rager uh, graduation party <laughs> full of like all the jocks and dipshits you could possibly have. Kind of a bowling ass fun time. So, a word yeah. party there. Yeah, so it turned into his nightmare. So yeah, that was it. And you could question that, that it was a good idea or not to do it that way. But I, he certainly should have thrown the yearbook in the trash as soon as he saw it was a party because that's not the place to do it. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, that was a huge risk, wasn't it? Like yeah. he... he you have a ticking time bomb there. Like you're just yeah. asking for Tim from the football team to steal that and read it aloud yeah, to the entire exactly. party. You're yeah. asking for that to happen. I mean, what what do you think of the party? We we talked about this. I think when we did some other other movies here, but you, how would you rate that party? 
Oh, I mean, the party, I didn't seem all that hot. I don't know. I would give it a six out of 10 on the Ranger scale, right? So she's all that party. I mean, it's not yeah, like it's, in Malibu it's no, Hills. Yeah, no. It's no, she's talking about that Jersey. Party. It's, here, no, so. it's no Kate Hardly Wait. There's nothing crazy going on there. We're yeah. talking about Jersey. It's Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get so much crap for for the jersey bash in here but Look, you know, we're, we're basically jersey all right we're just yeah, we're, we're, we're allowed we're on this we're on the sliver it's fine we're, we're allowed it's cool we're allowed. even though they're jersey scum it's fine <laughs> we're on the we're on the good side <laughs> how many people hit unsubscribe right now i don't know of, that? of our 12 subscribers drew how many come from jersey i'm sorry would it be funny jersey if listeners. it were wouldn't it be funny if it were all of them no you know what's yeah. funny i have family in new jersey and and when i, I rip on new jersey they get so mad like so mad and it, yeah. it's it's like a joke but it's not a joke to them and my family gets so mad and it's like it's kind of funny to me to be honest you know you know while we're on the subject of jersey drew you know what was bugged me about this movie is like what? i know i know it wasn't shot in jersey but still like it's we portrayed as jersey yeah. does do jersey do they have snow plows in new jersey because yeah, dude like there was not one snowflake falling from the sky in this dude. movie but the entire movie there was snow on the streets yo that's one thing I'm going to give New Jersey and the Northeast a lot of credit. Yeah. The plowing is pretty top notch for yeah. the most part. Like unless you get some random side street, those roads are plowed pretty good. Now you go down yeah. South and maybe where they don't get snow much. And that's where yeah. you'd see that. Or maybe you yeah. go way up North They're in Saskatchewan filming this thing. But that the lack of plowing was very un-Jersey like I got to yeah, give New Jersey I, DOT pers- yeah. oh, some props. So I never drove. I never drove in Jersey during a snowstorm or like days after. This was like a week in the town, right? Yeah. And like on the main road, there was still visible snow on the streets, the main streets of this town. It wasn't this a little un- bit too. It's, it un- a it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. <laughs> and it just to me, I felt like oh, it's just lazy Jersey. Maybe the plow just didn't no, didn't make it. I have driven there in the snowstorm, and they're pretty yeah. top notch with they're it. They're on point. Honestly. They're on point. Okay. Don't you remember I'll, that I'll, time I'll take- we were driving back from Atlantic City and and. You were driving in your car, and it was snowing, and that guy passed you in the left, like, flying, (laughs) and then we drove, like, an hour later, and he was flipped upside down, and there was a tow truck. That's awesome. That's right. I mean, the guy wasn't hurt, thank God, but... No, but that's what you get. That's that's what you get. get. That's what you get. I mean, he was driving like crazy. We were on the New Jersey (laughs) Turnpike there. Do you remember that? That's right. That is right. Speaking of Jersey, but, uh, no, back to... So, back to the thing. You mentioned... You know, he had his he had his yearbook. He wrote this this note in the in the yearbook. He was asking for this guy to take it. So, what I want to ask you is: Let's say that this plan was successful. She was going to tell him she wanted to be friends anyway. But what what's worse for him? This guy Tim, the the captain of the football team or whoever, right? To read this yearbook and this message to the entire party, this the entire bald ass fun time raging party. <laughs> versus him reading it to her directly like what would the reaction oh, the party be? is definitely worse. worse are you kidding me is that's it? like lay your heart on the line you know imagine imagine preston's note to uh to what's her face to jamie to to what's her face from uh okay, from wait. wait imagine if that note were to be read out loud in front of everyone i mean that would have been embarrassing like you don't you don't want that you don't want your laundry aired out like that i still think it would have been no either way but I think the moment he saw that she was drunk, like that's that's no, that's a no. You don't you don't take you don't shoot your shot when she's drunk. It was the whole thing was just like not a great situation, and he should have aborted immediately. Yeah. And I I kind of feel bad for him, but in a way I don't. It's like 
you got to find a better way to do it, man. Yeah. You can't be he should have should have done it a longer time ago than after graduation, and and she couldn't have been nicer about it too. I don't, I don't, I don't get. Oh, she I don't really it well. get it twisted. She she couldn't have been nicer about it. She was very sweet, and she and she politely shot him down in private outside. It's yes. not like she said no in the middle of the party. So, well, let me ask you this, right? And and maybe this is a good segue to it, but is she at fault for not noticing that he liked her? Like were the that's, signs that's obvious? hard. That's hard. That's hard to say. I'm going to say no because I agree. She, you know, she's been dating other men this whole time and he's had no objections. I'm sure he's talked shit on all of her probably. ex-boyfriends. He's probably helped her in the relationships too, right? She's she's ha- she's been he's been her shoulder to cry on, you know that whole deal. But, you know, maybe after one of those breakups or maybe one, you know, one too many guys break her heart or you know, bad relationship end, whether it's her fault, whether it's the other guy's fault, he could have started to like, you know, you know, lay down the foundation that he wants to take it further than a friendship, maybe try me on for size, but he never did. So how is it her fault? You know, if he's showing no interest, you know, who, who is she to just go on and live her life? That's you know? true. It's true. And I don't blame her at all. And, and uh, there's something to be said about her being, you know, you know, possibly the best looking girl in school and him being kind of a weird guy, overweight, braces, bad teeth, that kind of thing, Brillo pad haircut. You know, it's, you know, the classic geek versus popular girl. Like, those two don't mix in a dating sense, usually in high school. But you still take your shot, right? If, yeah. If, if you're that great, and they were great friends. I don't so, blame him for trying, put it that yeah. way. I definitely don't. I mean, he no, liked I, her. You got to get it off your chest. No, but he should have done it sooner. The, I agree waited, with that. Yeah, waited way too long. He waited too long. I mean, yeah. So so he eventually grows up, and this whole movie, if you've never seen it, it's just centered around him going back to Jersey, like we talked about. But he he has this situation where he's completely embarrassed by Tim reading this, and he basically says, "F you, I'll 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 be successful." And this launches him into this. I don't know. I think he has an inferiority complex his entire life, and that's sure. where he turns into this this music agent like what what is he doing right now i don't really uh-huh. like is he the agent is he the vp like what what's his job about he's a big wig at red bulb records drew come on what do you know about red bulb records <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it's uh not very yeah. successful is what <laughs> yeah it seems like he's an agent you know or a producer or some kind of signing talent you know i don't think he's a vp or anything like that i don't th- i don't think he has that much pull but he certainly has a has a high paying job, uh, you know, working with celebrities. And it's kind of like his, you know, he was morphed into this from the inferiority complex to move to Hollywood, be uh, a big shot. You know, that's kind of what he is. What what kind of agent do you think this guy is? You think he's good at his job? Oh, yeah. Cause I think he's a smooth talker. He's a sweet talker. He can, he tells everyone what's going to hear. It's like, it's right. But that's the thing though. So like he, was for lack of a better term a geeky fat kid right in high school right and then he just turned into ryan reynolds when he became an adult that's what i, I don't understand you know, either. a cocky good-looking guy in good shape like he just turned into ryan reynolds how did this happen so uh, yeah how, how do you think it happened do you, yeah. did he did, did he immediately move out there like what like, was did the he be, time? did he befriend tucko carlson like how did this happen like what happened what, like, what i don't understand what what is the time of how he got out there like i don't really get it did he leave immediately because he basically said like screw you i'm out like he rode his I, bike and I, yeah i assume that he went to college in california and like he just stayed out there he just applied bada bing bada boom out he goes 
So do you think he's, so is he a good person or is he a bad person or should we save this for later in the show? Because there's, I have a lot of thoughts on this. No, I think he's a good person who was burned by being a good person, uh, whether it was rightfully so or not. I don't think it was anybody's fault, but he learned a hard lesson that the nice guy finishes last and that he has to, you know, put on a facade to, you know, check everyone else's feelings at the door and look out for number one, that kind of thing. What, what do you think? I mean, they show him in, in a variety of scenarios here where he's sort of womanizing. He's dating some of these girls. He's pretending he doesn't care. He's doing the Ryan Reynolds shtick, for lack yeah. of a better word. Is he womanizing, though? Is he, though? Or is he just dating around? They didn't around? go into it. They didn't go into it You could say womanizing. You could say dating around. He's hitting on women, but he's not He's not misrepresenting himself, I feel. What do you think of his dating rule? You can't You can't take a girl out for lunch. It sends the wrong signal. That, do you think? What do you think the truth of that? You think it's true? Yeah, that might be oversimplifying things, but uh, I don't know. I think a first date, you could do lunch, right? I mean, I guess it depends on where you're going to go and what the activity is. Yeah. Like, what kind of date is it, is the question. Like, if you're going to, like, the pottery barn or something, like, shopping <laughs> at lunch, like, I don't know. Yeah. But, it, but that that versus, like, a, a meal? Like, I don't know. I don't know. A, a, a shopping for furniture at the pottery barn <laughs> does sound like a friend thing to do. Exactly. That's it? what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But if you go to have... Like, let's say you go ice skating at lunch. That's okay. Yeah. That's like activity that you do together. I don't know. That's kind of weird too, right, though? Ice, ice skating, skating lunch? Ice skating at lunch. I mean, he does it's not, that, it's not very. He? It's not very romantic, is it? What, so what's a romantic lunch activity? Maybe maybe it's impossible. Maybe maybe it doesn't exist. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe a, a, a nice lunch at a fancy place, and then it's like, I don't know. What about a that's movie? A t- maybe he's right. What are you going to a movie at 2 p.m.? Like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> you proved him right. Yeah. You just proved him yeah. right. I think, I think he's right. Maybe he's right. Because yeah. like a 2 p.m. movie, you're going to go see like like Happy Feet or you're going to yeah. go, like, what are you seeing at 2 p.m.? No, yeah. no, I'm an old man, right? I want to go to the movies at 9 a.m. Get me Yeah, get that's me fine. Out of there. That's different. Yeah. But, if you're, like, but if, you're, if you're going on a date or if you're going to see it with a woman who is, you're hoping to not just be your friend. You wouldn't say, oh, let's go see Happy Feet at noon. <laughs> so so this if you're in a relationship already, yeah, yeah. the date the date can yeah. be whatever time, right? Like when you and I we're, we're we're partners in life here, we're friends here. We go watch a movie at like nine oh five AM because I want the theater empty. Yes. Back when we used to go to the movies. You know, yeah, you don't want to hear people talking. Yeah. But but if you're if you're dating somebody, so let's say before you but, date them, if you take them to the movies at nine oh five AM <laughs> Yeah, you're sending the wrong signal. It's true. You're going to go to Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, you're, you're trying to be their, her grandfather or something, right? <laughs> you and I go to the movies at 10 a.m. It's for the movie. And if you $5. Go, if you go to a movie with another woman you do not want to just be friends with, the, the, the activity is not about the movie. Even though it's funny that the idea of going on a date to sit in silence for two hours is kind of strange <laughs> to begin with, no matter what time of day it is. You're right. Still, right. it's like rather it be done at eight p.m. or nine p.m. and not yeah eleven a.m. But you do dinner weird. first or what after? What do you do with the rest of the day? That's what I. <laughs> it's like yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Then you go to dinner after. But then what? Like you're right. But if you're in the relationship already, right? Let's say yeah. you're like married or you're dating somebody. Can you yeah. go to a ten a.m. movie? Sure. Or does it depend on how early in the yeah, relationship? Yeah, because it is? the courtship is over. <laughs> You go to lunch, you go to breakfast, you have every meal with your wife, right? <laughs> well, it sure. doesn't matter what time of day. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, want to go want to go to the movies at 9.05 when nobody will be there? It's yeah, like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I it's not like a, wrappers. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not like a date night. Like, you know, you, say you want to have a date night with your wife. You know, you have a kid now. You you have a kid. And say you want to have a sitter. Yeah, you, know, you got you have date night. That's one thing. But if it's like, oh, let's go see this movie at 11 a.m., drop the kid off at the parents' house, that's just going to see a movie. <laughs> there's I a movie see, and then there's date night. I want to see what happens if, if let's say, the first date. Like, what if you throw the, the other person off? So if you're a girl or whoever you're dating, right, whoever it is. How much are you going to throw somebody off if you ask them for a first date to go to like a 10 a.m. movie or like a 9.05, yeah. like the, the minute I, they open? I feel, Is that like, a no? I feel like she declines. Like, I don't even think it's the weirdness wouldn't even start. Unless it's a really good movie and they just want to yeah. see it anyway, I guess. Now, on, on the other hand, us being 30-somethings, right, at this point in our lives, we could, we could get away with this in our like teens and 20s. Yeah. But if we were to go together by ourselves, just you and I, yeah. To a 9 p.m. Friday night movie. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, right? maybe it would. I mean, we've but done me it. me and you, 30-somethings going together on a Saturday at 10 a.m. is not weird. Well, because we got the whole day ahead of ourselves yes. then, you know? But us doing it at 9 p.m. as 30-somethings together, that would be like, hey, what, what's going on with those guys? Yeah, I guess we're not on a date. The, yeah. Not, you know, not to, to, to assume anything. Like, that's fine. You can do whatever. Like, that, I'm not bashing that. But... It's more acceptable you're, you're, for you. You're, you're, to go you're opening yourself up to questions if if you do that. Is all I'm saying. I, how many? So how many dates has this guy been on with these rules? Like, <laughs> so he's got these rules. Like, is he successful? I, so like, I, I get the I get the impression that he's he's just his whole high school career. He's taken Jamie Palomino to lunches and not dinners. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just been a, a lifetime a lifetime of lunches learned. a lifetime of lunches. I don't know. Let, let, let's well, let's talk about his attempts to woo her, right? And not to jump all over the place, but he winds back up in in Jersey throughout the movie, and he's he's learned these lessons, he's learned these rules. Now he's got to try to win her over. So he he wants to take her to dinner. She wants to go to lunch. He he's doing a whole bunch of things. He winds up at this old diner that they're at. Like, what do you think of his attempts? Like, how would you rate this? Because this shows whether he's truly a womanizer or whether he's really just. Yeah. Chris Brander, you know, geeky guy from high school that just happens to be a hotshot now. Like, what, yeah. what, what do you, how would you rate his attempts? Yeah. So, like, his first quote unquote date with her as a uh, new man, so to speak, goes terribly wrong just because he's trying too hard to be the jerk that he thought that she went for back in high school. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, it seems yeah. like he, he even says, like, oh, I, I'm going to give her what she wants. She'll be eating out yeah. of the palm of my hands, which is like insanely cocky but, to say. But like I feel like that works for the Hollywood seed because the type of girls that he's after in Hollywood are looking for his money and his good looks and his high profile job. And it's very it's very yeah, it's very superficial. Yes. Whereas JB Palomino is a quote unquote regular girl, right? Yeah. From a very different world. I mean, Jersey's, uh, you know, more than a stone's throw away to California. And the same douche moves don't work. <laughs> They're just douchey, right? Yeah, I mean, he rents a Porsche with, like, snow chain tires, <laughs> which is, like, it's, like, sliding all over the place. Like, he yeah. thinks that's going to win her over. Like, and he's answering I mean, phone calls in the middle of the date thinking that makes him look cool. Again, in fairness, those roads should have been plowed, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I mean, answering a phone call in the middle of the date, thinking that that makes you look cool. Yeah. Like, is that how out of touch he is? Like, he really isn't good at picking women up 
he thinks he is, or yeah. is it just he, he doesn't does have that to try. Else? He doesn't he doesn't have to try in Hollywood because it's money, job, looks, and that's as far as it goes. I mean, I don't know. What, so let's say that this worked with him. Let's say this all worked, and and he he successfully you know picked her up after the first date. He he hooked up with her. Whatever he was attempting to to do. Do you think he would have just moved on after this? Like, what was his end game here? I don't think so. Yeah, I feel like he he probably would have caught feelings. But if that, if the douche angle would have worked on her, maybe he would have been justified in thinking that she was a bad person for not thinking of him as a potential uh, boyfriend material back ten years ago. So, so I know, I know, I just answered the question uh, double sided. So, no, you well, didn't. So I don't know. Well, I'm going to defer to you, and maybe well, I'll maybe I'll piggyback off of that. Well, I no, I think I think he would have caught feelings too. I do agree with you he had this idea that he's going to be a jerk. And I think this plays into a theory that I have when you start talking about Dinkelman, as we heard in the beginning, comparing the two, which we'll get to in a bit. But I think he really, he's a bad person throughout this movie, but he's kind of an idiot, bad person. Like he, he's, he's not bad on purpose per se, even though that doesn't make sense because he's purposely being bad. But Uh I think he, doesn't really want to be a bad person. He thinks it's what no. she wants to your point earlier. Yeah. And he thinks it's going to work. And he, he's like, you can see as it, he starts to unravel throughout the movie, he's not actually a bad person. Like no. he, he kind of forced he's, himself into this, this persona. He's like nervous to the point of being sick kind of. Yes. From the very beginning in front of her, because he still has feelings for a big time. But yeah, I think that now that I was, now that I hear what you say, that I digested what I said, I'm leading more towards if she would have fallen for his his jerk persona, then she wouldn't have been worth pursuing in his eyes, I yeah. feel. But the fact that she was kind of like disgusted by his, you know, his rudeness and his, his Hollywood dickery, I think that like made him realize, okay, all right, well, maybe she's not, you know, the superficial person that I thought she was when I ran away from her 10 years ago. I mean, he whiffed multiple times here, like trying yeah. to go for this. Like, do you think it's realistic that somebody like Jamie Palomino, who is a school teacher, who seems like a nice, nice person for all intents and purposes, would actually give this guy multiple chances, even though they were best friends, right? She, yeah. They had a history, but he was doing some pretty stupid yeah. crap to her. Okay. There, there's a couple things at play here. So first of all, when he left... And never came back. Yeah. I don't know. Let's let's say, let's, I don't know. This might be very hard to do, but we'll try this exercise. <laughs> I'm up for the challenge. How, how, how long have we been friends? And, uh, you know, we've been friends since, I don't know, 2002? 2002? Yeah. 2002, it's a long time. right? So that's, I don't even it's know a long time, do the math. Bro. That's crazy. This is year 19, Drew. Yeah. 19 years we've known each other. Let's say in, uh, you know, 2012, I moved to to Colorado, right? Yep. And I just cut all time. We don't text. We don't talk. We don't talk on social media. We just flat out just do not talk to each other in any way, shape, or form for a decade. You're a ghost. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I show back up in 2021. It's going to be different, right? Oh, absolutely. Things are going to be weird. And even though we were very good friends for those 10 years from 20, from 2020, uh, 20, 2002 to 2012, 
I show up from a nine-year hiatus of zero contact, and I'm an asshole. In the first two hours you meet me, you're probably done with me, right? I would agree with that. I'll probably be like, man, Bad Way's changed. Yeah, I, yeah it's not the guy I remember. Bad Way's yeah. changed. Now that I think about different. it, was he, now that I think about it, was he even that great to begin with? As, a, you know? as our friend would say, Julio would say, that was acting different lately. That was acting different lately. That was acting different lately. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe. First of all, ten years of ghosting Jamie after they, they were clearly the best of friends, yeah. right? That's like that's messed up, isn't it? It kind of is messed up, but but maybe because of the way that it went down, where he was so embarrassed, it, he left on a on a on a weird yeah, note but that's, because but of that's the embarrassment. The, but that's the town. She did nothing true to egg on that embarrassment. All she did was politely true. call her call him her best friend, but Which not you can't blame a lover. Her. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't she, into him. Yeah, That's she fair. was not. She she did not play into or have any role, and she was even yelling at the people who were making fun of her. Yeah, but in front of him, so she did nothing wrong. All she did was be a great friend to him. Now, maybe she was a little naive about his feelings, but again, that's his fault for not showing her his feelings. You can't blame her for having a friend and wanting a friend. True, and you know that's 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 the bottom line because well, because Stone Cold said so. But uh, <laughs> I'm rambling because it's two a.m. But it's, I think it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard because the feelings are on the line, but the ghosting for 10 years, yeah, maybe she should have quit after one date. So one bad date. Do you think that she maybe had feelings for him too? Because, so think about it this way. She's been through some bad relationships, as she said. She's grown yeah. and matured. She realized maybe what she wants in her life. Yes. She knows that Chris was a nice guy. Yeah. He was a nice person but, at the time, right? Yep. He comes back. He looks a lot different. He looks maybe attractive to her at this point. Sure. And she's pairing the old personality and the old friendship. When she sees him right in the bar, she's shaking the, the martini uh, shaker or whatever, yep. the drink shaker. And then she gets embarrassed because she looks at him. He looks at her and she catches maybe a, maybe a feeling deep down there yeah. but, in, her, in her stomach, like butterflies. Yeah, but, that, but that lunch kills it all because, she, you know, she's she initially, so she's taken back by his looks plus her thoughts of him during their heyday. Yeah. Then she goes to lunch with him and realizes this this is not the same guy. I don't care yeah. that he looks good now. He's an asshole. And she I was mean, done with she was done with him there. But the fact that he you know, he came back tail between the legs and and uh kind of indirectly, you know, kind of quietly asked for the second date sneakily, uh I think that's fair that she gave him a second chance. I mean And then like he did a little better every time, you know. He did a little bit. Until so, until Dusty yeah. got involved, yeah. So all of the credit that he accrued from their great, uh, you know, childhood friendship allowed him extra chances. I feel he, he just because he, because yeah. he was showing gradual improvement back to the person that he was. <laughs> we're treating him like we're like good for you, buddy. Like you did great. <laughs> he well, because, is so bad. Well, because yeah, he was so terrible at befriending <laughs> her. <laughs> he really was. I mean, I I, I want to talk about one of the one of the the worst situations that he the, the kids hockey game. Like, yeah. I don't know where else to even talk about this because it doesn't fit anywhere, but. He, he's trying to impress her by playing hockey. I mean, there's a list of violations of things. So yeah. like, he's trying to impress her by answering the phone at lunch, which is what he's talking about. Like dumping on how he eats healthy. Now he doesn't want to eat waffles. Yeah. Like he's a complete, like, like you said it, a douche. So like, what's this whole thing with the hockey thing? He's trying to play against kids. Like, are you supposed to win? Like, is he thinking that if he kicks these kids asses, like he's going to win? 
Like, and he's going to win her over? Like, she's yeah. a teacher. She teaches these kids. Yeah. Shouldn't he be, like, teaching them how to play? Like, I know they're antagonizing him, but... Well, they were hacking him. Come on, man. <laughs> there were cheap shots all over the place. Where's the ref? Where's the ref, man? Well, it was that, that, that other teacher guy that yeah. was, like, yelling at him for, for yeah. nothing. Yeah. He is and, in is a no-win situation. Is it true that if you're a good skater, you can skate on anything, even those rentals? I think so. I think so. Like he's got to, he's got to drop the excuses. Come on, come have on. You ever, have you ever, have you ever ice skated before? By the way, once and I hit my head. I'm Did not you? good. I'm not good at the winter sports, Drew. <laughs> so as, as we learned. So you broke your arm snowboarding the first time, and you got a concussion probably from from ice skating. Did you have rentals? Yeah, sure. It's the right rentals, man. Yeah, sure. It's a, they, I skated too. I was, a, I, was a, I was a novice. I was a novice. You, you can't I, be a novice. You need good you need sharp skates. You know, I, my, my whole family, they had rentals too. My sister might have had her own skates, but like you didn't see them busting their head. <laughs> did me. you have a major injury or did you just fall? Like were you, no, were you I, out? No, I, I didn't have a diagnosed concussion. This is like okay. the NFL in the 90s. It, was, it wasn't diagnosed, but it happened. He'll be fine. He, you yeah. didn't know where you were. It's like, he'll be yeah. fine. Skate it off. Yeah. Skate it off. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. I think she gave him multiple chances because of the friend credit. But one of the other aspects of this that we didn't really talk about is the fact that he also had sort of a pseudo girlfriend that was with him, Samantha James. Yeah. We, we got to so, talk about her. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she was, she wasn't really portrayed as his girlfriend, but like she's, she oh, she's a very, sex, like she's it. a very sexual being. So <laughs> that's what you could call yeah. it. Yeah. She, she, she called like, I mean, she kind of called herself, right? Cause she shows up to the bar and he, he's sort of with her, but not really. And he's, he's embarrassed by her, but he's trying to act normal I mean, I, I gotta give I gotta give Anna Ferris credit yeah. for her performance here. Can, she yeah. was great. And can can we just like take this opportunity to like who wasn't good in this movie? Like yeah, you're right. This was a very well cast and well acted movie all the way around from people who aren't known for being like super great actors. Right. Like a Chris Klein, like Anna like Anna Ferris, like they're fine. Like uh, you know, like Ryan Reynolds is always great. Even Amy Smart was great in this yeah, too. Yeah, Amy Smart, like she's she's just a regular, you know, she's in rom coms and comedies. She's fine, but she's not great. But this is probably her best acting job to date. Yeah. I feel. I thought she was great. Like, everybody did a great job in this movie. Even but yeah, the Anna big Ferris, characters. Yeah, yeah, the brother, his the, mom. The, the, yeah, the mom. Like it was all great, but like yeah, Anna Ferris, I feel like maybe went above and beyond here as this outrageous uh, pop star. I, I saw, this is one trivia I will read to you guys. There was something about on IMDb where they said to to keep up with the continue, continuous aggressiveness and hysterics, Anna Faris was continually drinking Red Bulls before filming. Like, can you imagine like her just like caffeined out, like, yeah. like just t- tweaking out like crazy? Just pounding Red Bulls, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so so talk about Samantha James a little bit. He He tries to sign her to a record contract because his boss wants him to. And yeah. the whole point of this movie is they were traveling traveling to Paris. Who like is she really a singer? Like they had her doing work yeah. in the studio. Like what's her deal? I wasn't sure because like they originally showed her like as like a like a poster girl to horny teens. They showed her like on this PR trip in Africa on a, like some kind of commercial or something. I wasn't sure if she was like a pop singer or if she was a you know a generic celebrity. That's like trying to like, make an album, like in, in the like the Paris Hilton world of it all, a model or something who's like trying to make an album, like you know how that works. I wasn't know, I didn't know if that was the case or if Earth music was her thing because when we see her in the studio, she's such a terrible singer. But 
you know, that could be fixed in the studio. <laughs> like, <laughs> that could be fixed. So what would what, you think of her poster? Would you put that on your wall? Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> like all the Absolutely. teenage boys. The I can imagine bikini, why she'd be popular. You know, Whipped cream bikini and all, you know? Especially with the, with the banana. Yeah. But so, yeah. so who would you say her, her modern day equivalent is? Like, what what would you compare her to? Call her a singer. Like, yeah, who so, would you say she is? So, so, my, so my first feeling was, uh, you know, this will date me to, to this time period of the, of the mid, mid-aughts. But I thought Kesha, who people might not know who that is right now. It depends on how old you are. And then also I got, I got early Miley, Miley Cyrus vibes. You know, mid two thousands wrecking ball, yeah. Miley Cyrus vibes, like trying to trying to push the push the envelope. I'm know? pretty sure when she was at that metal factory, they called her Ashley Simpson. Was was yeah. which was who I was thinking about? You know, especially that infamous SNL skit where she she's like lip yeah. syncing and then she just dances it off. That was like <laughs> that's such a cringe cringe video. Yeah. But so they they said that Chris dated her before he went on one date and he wound up in the hospital like what what <laughs> happened i i need to speculate about this was like was yeah. this a was this a bedroom injury was this some type of injury like what what yeah. happened maybe, to him uh, when he dated maybe her she's got swings or something man i don't know i don't know maybe <laughs> she's got swings i like to think that maybe he drugged her or she i'm not he drugged her she drugged him she drugged him and then you know almost died because of it that, that's the type of thing that i think could happen where it's like to her x amount of drugs is normal but to a regular person, it's lethal. You know, that kind of thing. I, I thought it was an interesting concept about how his he kept pawning him her off on his brother, yeah. who's an underrated character, as you said. He's really yeah. good. He was in The Girl Next Door, one of our Eli. old episodes. Again, we'll link it in the, in the show notes. But great character, great relationship with his brother. He obviously had a crush on her. What do you think would have happened? Like, do you think she would have went through and actually hooked up with this guy? Like what would yeah, have happened so, there? So he was he was the de facto chaperone for her. So like when uh, when uh, Ryan Reynolds tried to pawn her off while he was trying to you know win over Jamie. So yeah, the the one scene in the bedroom where she's kind of, I felt like she was kind of messing with his brother and saying oh you know I'm just I'm so horny and I'm bored. <laughs> uh, my back hurts. You, you know, give me a back rub. Like I wonder if Chris didn't bust through that door. Would things have gone to the next level, or was she messing with him? I don't. It's it's hard to tell because she's like a loose cannon. Yeah. I think she would have. I think she would have went through with it personally. I don't think yeah. she would have stopped. I I, w- I would have thought that she would consider him gross and just and not wanting. She's to stuck do in that. Jersey, man. She, she I know. She was... Even though she's bored. Even though she's bored. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you think of her at the metal bar playing yeah. for <laughs> playing forgiveness? Like, could she have turned that gig around? First she, of all, she's playing this yeah. song. I mean, come on. Yeah. First of all, forgiveness slaps, in my opinion. I, <laughs> as the as the young folk would say, yeah, it slaps. No, um, I think forgiveness could be a good song, you know, if properly produced. But it's not the type of song you play at the metal bar. You play hey, something else, man. Listen, man, extremes got more than words. They're 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 hair metal. They can play that. They're gonna bust Look, out more than uh, yeah. words. Extreme has dozens of rocking solo face melters. Drew was it, Mister Big? They, man, they, Mr. Big. But, yeah, but when <laughs> they play, when they play at the metal factory. They leave more than words in the bag. They leave it's it a at the door. Balance, man. They you don't that. play it. You just don't play it. Like <laughs> if Metallica is in some cellar playing playing the old hits, you know, playing Ride the Lightning, they are not gonna bust out. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna bust out the ballads. All right. They might. They might. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, could she yeah. have turned it around? Like, what would have actually happened if she was there? Because, yeah. like you said this before we recorded, she's kind of metal in her own way. 
She is. She's kind of punk. She she can be punk. She has an attitude for for sure. But just don't play forgiveness. Just play something else. Play something that rocks, man. That's, they, that's she, she, could have, she could have won him over. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. If, if Britney Spears was up there, she would have gotten roasted too. <laughs> we, 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 can't, we can't do this episode and not talk about her, but the other man of the hour that we absolutely have to talk about before we, before we get out of here is I got a couple things. I think we need to figure out, is there a villain in this movie? Yes. I think it's Dusty Dinkleman, but maybe Dinkleman. we could argue that it's Chris Brander. So maybe we, maybe we pull a villain scale and we, we try this here, but, but yeah. you mentioned performances. How would you rate Chris Klein's performance here on a scale oh. of one to 10? Oh man. Easy, easy eight plus. Easily. Um, it's just, I wish there was more of them, you know, but I guess maybe less is more. I don't know, but you don't expect it from Chris Klein because he's, just he's not very good, is he? He's, uh, no, no. Like he's he's clearly the worst actor of the American Pie bunch. That's like hands down. You know, he's got that awful um, Street Fighter under his gig. <laughs> under There's his like belt. a super cut of of some <laughs> of those lines, and I don't know if it's the directing or what, yeah. but it's pretty cringe. Yeah, but this the is Mama like Mia this audition. Is, this is right up his alley, like pretending to be a good guy, but actually being a womanizing awful person. Is, is really like it's clearly right up his alley. Do you think he's actually a good guy? And and maybe maybe we should just put him through the scale. So, like I, you tell me which way we should do this. But I, do you think he's a good guy? I have an interesting thought about Dusty because he tries so hard to act like a good guy to pick up Jamie Palomino when he's clearly just trying to get into her pants like maliciously. Yeah. He spends ninety to ninety five percent of his entire day doing good deeds. <laughs> Like he's he's the EMT driver. He's playing concerts for kids. He's writing songs. He's doing favors for old ladies. Like this is his whole day. On the outside, he's the greatest guy ever, and it takes up a lot of his time. But like his real person is this awful person. But he doesn't. He he shows so little of that that he actually is a good guy so by he's, accident. He's accidentally becoming a good guy yeah, by trying to yeah. be a jerk. He's accidentally a great guy because he spends an. It, like an inordinate amount of time being good, but is actually deep down, it's all a trick. But because he does so many good things, he's playing himself. So how, how do you compare him to Chris Brander, right? Which is sort of the opposite, where Chris is sort of a good guy trying to be a bad guy. Like, yeah. I think, in, in, in the beginning of the movie, if you haven't seen this, he also has a crush on Jamie Palomino, and he comes in and he tries to play a song when Jamie smiles, as we always said, slaps, but he, he I didn't. I never said that slaps. Miserably. That song doesn't oh, yeah, slap. Sorry, the other the other song. <laughs> so when when Jamie smiles, maybe it slaps, maybe it doesn't. It's on Simply Dusty track three. We'll see. We'll see what the studio cut sounds like. Yeah. But the 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 crux of this thing is that he had acne. He had long stringy hair. He totally was also kind of geeky. Really very awkward. awkward. Couldn't get a sentence out without stuttering. He grows up. He changes his name from Dusty Dinkleman to Dusty Lee. Great He's got move. this whole persona that 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 Bowie just walked everybody through here. Like, how is he playing the game versus a Chris Brander? Like you said, he, he's spending his time doing good stuff. A Chris Brander's like trying to be a bad guy, but maybe he's deep down a good guy. Like, yeah. I don't know if Dusty's really a bad person. I think he yeah. is. Deep down, Chris Brander is a good guy with with a complex, you know, from childhood trauma. Yeah, but he. In his soul, he is a good person, and that everything and everything malicious or you know unkind that he does is out of 
awkwardness, I guess I would say, and not really from like a, a, a mean spirited place. Right. So like, would you fall for this if, if you were like, would you see through it? Could you see through it? Cause I think he does a good job. I don't know if there's like a female version of Dusty Dinkelman, then yeah, I'd probably fall right <laughs> for it. Sure. Fall right into that trap. I'd be another bee in the hive, Drew. What, what, what if we just throw him through the scale here? Like, I don't know if this makes sense. Let's try it because sure. let's see, we have to test whether he's, he's villainous or not. So if you're new to the show or you're returning, we got a villain scale that we do. It's got four categories, look, style, hideout, layer, plan, henchman, and a bonus for ruthlessness. I don't know that he's truly a villain, but we should, we should try Dusty through this and let's see. And it's a scale of one to 10. So just from his look and style, and we'll rate their current day, right? We can't rate their, their old times because it's got to be current day. Yeah. How would you rate this guy's look and style? He's, does he have any pony? He doesn't have a ponytail. Does he have any accessories? Like, what, what do you think of him? Well, I don't know, man. That guitar counts, right? Yeah. I feel like the guitar counts. Does, does, the, does the ambulance count? <laughs> That's his layer. <laughs> oh, that's, or is that his lair? Okay. I mean, does, does he still ski in his jeans? Because that's yeah. like either a plus yeah. or a minus. I don't know. Does yeah. he have snow pants now? Does he have the, yeah. the snowboard pants? I feel like he has snow pants now. No, but yeah, his look and style. I mean, he's a, he's a good looking man. He cleaned up the acne, right? He cut his yeah. hair. You know, he has, you know, was wearing a cool leather jacket. I think he was wearing a leather he's jacket. He's got like a bomber jacket. Got a bomber jacket, jacket or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think his look is a three. I mean, he has a nothing three? special, but he's got the guitar. Cleaned himself up. If you have if you have a CD of yourself called Simply Dusty, yeah, I mean that kind of contributes to your style, right? That's, that's a, that's accessory. A, that's a three. Yeah, that's I, I'll an go accessory. with that. Yeah. So then, what what about his his hideout and his lair? Like we don't so see his house. Like maybe his, he's like Christian Gray over here, and he's got like a sex dungeon. I feel like he lives like in a dump, but like he doesn't show anyone the dump. I, I feel yeah. like I feel like he puts every dollar he has into his facade, right? Got a Prius. This this little Japanese beauty here. Japanese princess. Japanese princess is a Prius. I don't know. I'll give it two because he rides rides around in ambulance. So that's you know that's something. I I could ask a few questions here about this, but I'm not going to because I don't want to go there about yeah. the ambulance. But I, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> so I think that's fair. Let's come. Let's give him a two. What about his plan? So he doesn't have a plan for domination of, of the world, but it's domination of, I guess, of the, the, the females. Is, he's yeah. trying to tell I, I could, I, you know, you might, you might buy heads with me on this, but I think it's a five. I think it's one of the few hit, uh, <laughs> villain plans that actually gets a five. Because he has a goal of making himself look wholesome and, and uh, good to the outside world. And he dives so deep into it that he doesn't realize that he's using all of his time to look good. He actually is good, but he's not good. He's like, so I'm going to give it a five. He's but, he's still, but that other five or 10% is so evil. And it's, and it's actually him that he can bust it out when he knows it's time to drop, to drop anchor and, uh, and leave a situation or pull anchor. I should I'm say. not going to disagree with you because yeah. when you look at how ruthless this dude is, yeah. like, the like, second Jamie rejects him, he's yeah. like, whatever, F this, I'm mobile. Yeah. That's his he line. Went, the whole movie, he went all out to show how good of a guy he is. Countless hours of, of volunteering for children, for churches, you know, ambulance driver. <laughs> <laughs> the second Jamie said, oh, we're just friends to him, he's like, F this, I'm mobile. But, so, like, we know the bad guy's in there, but he spent so much time acting like he was good. Like, that's that's... 
you know, you can't fault the plan. Like but here's that. here's where maybe his plan falls apart. I'm not going to take the point away. I'm going to give you the five because I, I agree with everything yeah. that you said. But I'm going to speculate for a second here. He's in a small town in Jersey. Yeah. So how long before it gets out that Dusty Dusty Lee is not a good guy? Oh, he's he gets around. Facade on right because yeah, he gets around. It's not. Yeah. It's not that big of a town in Jersey here. It's it's kind uh-huh. of a small town. Like it's not Los yeah. Angeles or Philadelphia or, or you know New York City or something. It's not a big place. Like he's in a small. He's a, he's an EMT, right? He's going to yeah. see local people. Everyone thinks he's nice. He he has a meltdown at the bar. He smacks some guy's girlfriend on the on the on the butt. Immediately after leaving, and then tries to fight the guy. After does he is he when he says after this immobile is he like mobile? He's off to the next town and he's going to be chameleon yeah, over there. I, I get the feeling like so. I think I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like he also said this movie he recently got back into town. Yeah, probably. And he was only he's only doing the EMT thing part time until his music career jumps off. So I think that he is kind of like he is possible to be moving from town to town all right maybe he stopped back home to see if he could get with jamie you know as as a conquest before moving on to the next town i mean he's definitely he's definitely successful at this clearly i mean you saw the nurse was it janice so you know she's she seems in in the spell in the love spell here when janice smiles when janice smiles i mean you could just repurpose it right when it is does he have any henchmen does he have any muscle or sub bosses? Like, unless you remember anybody, I can't. I can't recall any henchmen, so I think it's a big fat zero. Right? It's a zero, right? Yeah. What, is it a zero? We have a one to five, so we got to go maybe one, right? Do we? Yes, we got to give a one. We because, give a one. Yeah, lowest score possible. So let's see. So if I recap, so look and style, he is a three for two for his layer, and then he's got his plan a five, which I can't argue with you. He, he has one of the yeah. most thought out plans that we've seen on this on this show so far for what he's trying to accomplish. And then he's got a one for his henchman. Yeah. So what is that, an 11? It's an 11. And so it's a low score. I think it's lower than most, but it's not embarrassingly low because of the plan. So he kind of redeemed himself there. Do you want to, do you want to put Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds here through this real quick? Yeah, let's, let's quickly do it just to see All if right. he gets a higher than an 11 because I think that he was villainous for a large portion of this movie. All right, I, I agree with you. Okay, so what, what about his look and style? Well, oddly enough, his look and style is not villainous. So that, that should work to his detriment, right, as far as the score goes? True. And like, he's a good looking guy because he's Ryan yeah. Reynolds, but he doesn't but, have anything like outstanding. He's got but like it doesn't, sweaters, I guess. Yeah, but it doesn't like lead to villainy, right? No, it doesn't. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I would give it a one. A two or a one. I'd, get, I'd give it a one, one or a two. And his hideout and lair, like he has a rental Porsche. His house right. in, in Los Angeles is his pretty, house, pretty His sweet. house is kind of a lair. Yeah. He's got his mom's house in Jersey. Yeah. I, maybe you I'd, gotta I'd, give him a three. I'd give him a three just for his lair in Hollywood. You could you could call that a lair because it's like something a, an evil villain could could uh, could set up shop in. What about his plan? Because to me, it's it's like the weakest that we've ever seen. Yeah, it's a one. It's to act douchey in front of his <laughs> one time best friend for a decade plus, and he fails at it miserably. Yeah. He yeah. he succeeds in the end, but it, like the whole yeah. the whole attempt is a failure. Mm. He fa- he like accidentally figures it out. Yeah. And what about his henchman? I wouldn't consider Clark his henchman. Yeah, Clark Clark isn't really a henchman. His brother is a henchman. Yeah. Because his brother is parading around uh, Samantha Jane and uh, po- uh, almost accidentally getting her killed a few times in the process. You fall off the, the top story <laughs> of a mall deck. I mean, and, I don't and, know if you're going to survive that hit. And his brother does have, like, ulterior motives of, you know, hooking up with her. Yeah. So... I don't know. I think it makes him more formidable of a henchman than a one. Even I, I would though say he's two. kind of a he's kind of a weakling. I would say two. Yeah. Okay. 
And, and we, so speaking of Clark, right? We didn't even touch on this, Clark and Darla. I just have to say this for the record. Ryan Reynolds is, for all intents and purposes, a pretty terrible person when he goes back to town. He doesn't even give a crap about Clark. No. And Clark is like trying to be nice to him. Clark drives him all over the place. Like he doesn't care about Clark's kid. He doesn't care about anything. He's just no. so fixated on his own life. So let me tell you, Clark and Darla seem like a delight. They, they seem, seem like, like the awesome nicest people. people, right? Yeah, I would be friends with them. But he doesn't care at all. It's all about where's Jamie? Where's Which Jamie? Did, what did Jamie say? You know, what an ass. What an yeah. ass. This, this. I mean, it's messed up. Bad friend. Yeah. And, and maybe they weren't even really friends to begin with, but and, it's and, messed and, up. And before we go, I don't know where I'll stick this because I know we're running out of time here. Speaking while we're still like kind of on henchmen, you know, we yeah. have to we have to mention the relationship between between Chris and yes. his brother. And it's so hilarious to me. This physically violent relationship that they have but they still yeah. love each other they're both awful people in a way they <laughs> like, are yeah. i like his brother though he's hilarious yeah. to me like chris chris is actually a genuinely sweetheart like underneath but his brother is like what's he gonna be like when he go when he gets old he was stealing signs when they when yeah. we first meet him right yeah. he had road signs yep I that like kid's the, a like, yeah he's a criminal to making the scenes yeah so maybe he's the real boss of this <laughs> <laughs> the, the best the best part to me of the whole brotherly scenes and I don't know if you ever had this with your family I know you have a sister but like the whole him being on the phone while he's trying to talk on the phone yeah you know this is obviously a 90s 2000s thing before cell phones existed widely even though at the time they all had cell phones yeah. he had a cell phone why did he have to call from the house I don't understand to make the joke but the joke was great right it was really yeah. funny and it was stupid but yep. so let, let me recap so so put Chris Brander through look and style is a one hideout and layers a three his plan is a one terrible plan and his henchman is a two with the strong riding on the strong back of his brother that's what a seven out of twenty so that goes to show that he's not really a villain. It's, no, but it was Dinkleman it was worth is. investigating. It was worth D- investigating. Dinkleman is is absolutely the the villain. Yeah. So before we get out of here, do you think that Chris and Jamie actually stay together? They they get together in the end. Do you think I, it could work? I, I'm torn on this. I, I mean, I want to say yes because it was destined to be. You know, ten years in the making, twenty years in the making. I guess. I don't know. Do you, what do you say? I don't think so, man. I don't think it's going to work. Why not? I don't think it's going to work because I think he really he he's a nice guy. But he is, he's got his LA record career. He's got this celebrity lifestyle that he lives. And Jamie just wants to start a family and be a teacher. Like, I don't think she wants that lifestyle. And I, I don't think that he's going to give that up after he worked probably really hard to get that. Yeah. And I think they're not, yeah, they might've had it a lot in common then, but I think Chris is more Hollywood than he, than we see. Just because he's back in Jersey for Christmas, he gets all nostalgic. He's not giving up yeah. those Porsches. He's not giving up that that Hollywood Hills house. And I don't think she's going to live that life. I don't. I don't think she's about that. All right, counterpoint. He's not really Hollywood. He just he moved out there because he thought that he'll never find love and so he has to act a certain way to get affection. But once he went back home and he had and he, and he worked things out with Jamie, he realized that he can still be the same person that he was. You know, he doesn't have to be the douche Hollywood, you know, agent thing. And she can move out to California and be a teacher and, and they can live in his lair, you know, so to speak. She doesn't have to stay in Jersey. I don't think she's tied to Jersey. And I think they could, uh, they, they could work it out there in California. We'll see, man. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not thinking that it's successful. I give it a year. And then I think they, I, they have their differences and they, they yeah. break up. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely think that he, his time in Hollywood 
was just just a big cover up, and there's the the good person is still deep down inside. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. But how's he gonna win over J- Mr. Jamie Palomino's dad, or M- Mr. Jamie Palomino, her dad, whatever yeah, his he, name is? Yeah, he could throw some money at him, you know, but buy his new Christmas, give him some uh, new Christmas lights, Christmas light setup. It's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm curious what everyone else thinks. Do you guys think that Chris and Jamie stay together? Could that relationship actually work? Send us an email, the last row podcast at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at the last row pod, facebook.com. Leave a comment on the, on the episode posting on our Facebook page. I'm curious. I just don't know what would happen, but I, I really don't think it would. I, are you on bad way side? Or are you on my side? Let us know yeah. if you're enjoying this show, leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts, hit that five-star review on Spotify. If it's there for you, And we'll be back in two weeks on Thursday, January 6th. And we hope everybody has an awesome holiday. Thanks for listening to the show. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays and a Happy New Year. Give us five star reviews. Bye. So when Jamie smiles, you're not a fan? No, it sucks. Come on. You can't see that. Forgiveness is such a better song. I mean, forgiveness is pop bubblegum BS. No, but when she, when, when she when she remixed it at the end, when she met him at his at his house in LA, you know, she, he didn't let her finish. He didn't let her finish. It was a lot better. You know, you know when she goes, it's more than saying sorry, are you sorry? Like that right there. The the, the double are you sorry? Worst one yet. We have yet to record an episode where we were like, we can't put that out. I feel like, I don't want to sit here and say this, but I feel like it's impossible for us to have that because... Uh, you say that <laughs> while, it, first of all, that sentence has been recorded. It's being recorded yeah, right now. I know. And uh, we're just about to record an episode that we're ill prepared for. <laughs> this needs to go at the end of our episode. Yeah, you're really, you're pushing it. <laughs>